as we welcome in Mike Pritchard uh, to the program. Mike, you're with Kevin Carrison, former NHLer, Ladislav Schmid. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks a lot for having me. How you guys doing? We're doing great up here. Uh, thanks for coming on. You know, I saw a little thing you were on on Radio Row. Uh, you know, for the last couple of days at Super Bowl. Just what's that like as far as the amount of, I guess, media coverage, the amount of people that are down there. You know, covering you know the biggest <laughs> event of the year. Kevin, it's just that. It's the biggest event of the year. Uh, it's worldwide. It's a spectacle. Um, it, it's something that I think somebody has to experience, whether you're, uh, you're in the media or, or certainly if you're a fan of, of, of football, uh, you, you have to experience. The fan experience that they have by the NFL, put on by the NFL, is incredible, second to none. Uh, and it's just uh, an appreciation. You know, the league and these 32 owners, they, they appreciate the fans. They appreciate the support. Uh, and this is... Uh, a way of giving back as a player and now a former player and now a media member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of it as a convention um, because there's a lot of networking going on. There's a, there's a lot of deals going on. There's a lot of announcements going on, but it, it truly is just a celebration uh, of the league and it culminates with the big game. Uh, that's the Super Bowl to define a champion. Yeah. So Mike, you, you played your college ball at Colorado. That's where coach prime is now. And that yes. was even discussed. So you guys had a good conversation about, you know, his, um, I guess his impact, what, what he's done moving forward and where the program is yet to go. Just kind of let our listeners know all about that. Well, you know, I, Colorado, when I was there, we won a national championship and uh, we we had some prominent times. I mean, Coach Bill McCartney, legendary. Uh, but then, you know, we, we kind of lost our way as a, as a football program uh, after, I would say, the beginning of the millennium, you know, 2000. And so for the last two decades, uh, we have not been relevant when it comes to college football, especially where a lot of people want to see uh, the University of Colorado uh, from from a standing standpoint, from a profile standpoint. So, you know, Rick George, who was there, he was our recruiting coordinator, now athletic director. Uh, he was recruiting recruiting coordinator when I was in school, and he saw the the success and, and the level of success, the level of athlete uh, that we had to achieve that. And uh, he he got bold. You know, he thought outside the box, and he brought in Coach Prime and, and somebody that has a profile that could change the trajectory of uh of um colorado football right mm-hmm. um and I, and I think that's what we needed i mean we couldn't recruit uh, with the best schools in the nation now we can um we didn't get the media attention or the spotlight uh now we have it uh and and certainly the profile is is elevated so uh, coach prime has done that so quickly uh it's so remarkable uh, what he's able to accomplish and now now I think the wins will come because he's got better players. Uh, he's got great coaches. He's got continuity uh, going into year two. And uh, that's going to be a big deal, I think, this season. Mike Pritchard with us. Uh, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Before we bring in Laddie here because he wants to talk about the big game. How, how do you see this one, Mike? Like A lot of people are really thinking that it's, it's almost a, a coin flip type of game. How do you see it? Well, it is because both teams are familiar with, with scheme. Um, and, and I think uh, if you have that, then it's typically a field goal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at the National Football League, you, you, like you look at divisions and, uh, for instance, you know, um, just a popular division, the NFC North with Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, uh, Detroit. You know, a lot of times those, those games are tight because you play each other twice a year and you're familiar with what you do and tendencies. And so uh, I think there's so much familiarity out there. 
uh, that the players on the field are really going to define it. Like the coaches from the sideline, mm-hmm. the plays that are called, a lot of people will focus on that. But I, I think the players and their execution is really going to decide that. And in fact, in any championship situation, um, the the players decide that, right? I mean, you, you take hockey, for instance, and the best out of seven, you're so familiar with each other on the ice and, and tendencies and, and what people want to do uh, that it really is a remarkable performance that sets you apart. And, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that being uh, revealed in this game uh, coming up on Sunday. Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, I got a hi. question. I got a question here. Sure. How do, how, do, uh, how do the teams stack up against each other when you go to quarterback, offense, defense, special teams, and coaching? Well, who gets the edge in each field? If you could, you know, break it down a little bit for me. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting question because I think um, I, I don't think there's an edge in coaching because Andy Reid has a Super Bowl and he's won uh, several Super Bowls and been to several Super Bowls. Kyle has Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of San Francisco, has been to a number of uh, Super Bowls and he's got the pedigree from his father, Mike Shanahan, who's won a, a few uh, Super Bowls themselves. Mm-hmm. When it comes to quarterback, obviously Patrick Mahomes uh, will have the edge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line, I, I believe San Francisco uh, and Kansas City are evenly matched because Kansas City has one key injury uh, with with Tooney, Joe Tooney at guard, and mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of brought them down to to probably being equal uh, to San Francisco. Now, defensive line, here's where it gets interesting, and secondary, I think Kansas City has the edge because of one particular player and that's Chris Jones. Now he can line up all over the defensive line and, and really be a problem. Uh, whereas Bosa who's with San Francisco, he typically lines up on the outside and uh, you, you can typically have a, a plan for a guy like that. Uh, but I, I think Kansas city has more uh, uh, diversity and certainly more um, uh, prolific players on that side of the ball because their secondary is really good as well. So I uh, to line it up that way and, and to sum it all up, I, I think Kansas City has a slight edge uh, in all those areas over San Francisco. Former NFLer and Vizen analyst Mike Pritchard, our guest, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Well, Brock Purdy, uh, Mike, does he have to win this game to gain the respect that he deserves, I guess, so to speak? I know, right? I mean, it is kind of crazy that all he's done is help his team get to the Super Bowl. I think he, I think he's earned that respect, at least amongst us, you know, former mm-hmm. players. Because here's a guy last year got hurt against Philly, and they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, he stays healthy, and they make it to the Super Bowl, right? So uh, I, I think he's earned that respect. And I don't know why he hasn't earned that respect amongst fans or, or even some people in the media. But uh, their roster is so good. Uh, and, and and that's overshadowing Brock Purdy. You know, a lot of times the quarterback establish them, establishes themselves prior to the rest of the roster, mm-hmm. whereas Brock Purdy didn't establish himself because of where he was drafted. And so mm-hmm. we know about Christian McCaffrey. We know about Debo Samuel. We know about Brandon Ayuk. We know about George Kittle. We know about all those guys. Didn't really know about Brock Purdy. So that that's the problem. You know, I, he he should have respect because he's part of a, a fantastic team, 
Uh, and, and I'm shocked at that. But yeah, hands down, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll likely be Super Bowl MVP and, and therefore uh, be thrusted in that spotlight as well. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be cheering for them as I'm yeah. kind of a little bit of sick and tired of hearing about Kansas City all the time. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Mahomes, Kelsey. Sure. Yeah, they're a hell of a team. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to be cheering and especially kind of like underdog like per- Purdy. Hmm. Like I... I really want him to win it and finally gain the respect he deserves, you know, around the league from the fans and everybody. Also, I wanted to mention McCaffrey's play this year. Yes. That has been stellar. Like, can you can you tell us a little bit more about it, how, you know, he might win the MVP of the league? Does he have a chance or is it probably, is it probably long not. stretch? Yeah. Or it's Lamar, usually Lamar, a quarterback, yeah, but, yeah. but he was in the conversation. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, yeah. He's a he's a phenomenal player, Elias. I mean, he's. I, I watched him grow up, and because I lived in Colorado uh, not too long ago, and I watched him grow up. I was roommates with his dad, Ed McCaffrey, uh, oh, yeah. when I was with the Broncos, and so um, I, I know the family well, Lisa and everybody. But uh, you know, Christian uh, was uh, you know nominated and, and certainly achieved a Colorado Athlete of the Year when when he was in high school and. Uh, he just went on to Stanford and set records, and, and now he's in the National Football League, taking it by storm. And he's an incredible running back. He's a he's a throwback because he's a tough runner, uh, but he's also a guy who can do so many different things: catching a football and being a decoy if he needs to. But just a, a prominent player uh, with that offense. And and Kyle knows him well. I mean, they're they're really close and. Uh, there's a lot of relationships on, on that r- roster, that team, uh, that are close. Uh, and talking about family, right? I'm talking about dads uh, either playing together or playing for his father with Ed and, and Michael, Mike uh, Shanahan. But no, Christian is just an incredible, incredible player, and they're going to need him. I, he could win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I, I agree with, with Kevin what he said about um, uh, uh, when you think about. Um, Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson definitely will win uh, regular season MVP. But Christian has a good shot uh, of winning uh, MVP for the Super Bowl. You know, all these games come down to four or five when everything's so close. There's going to come down to four or five, six plays, how you execute. Is there some is, – and Laddie did touch on it. I just wanted to expand on special teams. Is there is there mm-hmm. one side that has an edge here, Mike, over the other? You know <laughs> – that is a wild card because Debo Samuel returns kickoffs, but I don't know if he's going to have an opportunity because typically kickoffs are kicked through the back of the end zone. You don't really yeah. have a chance to return it. Uh, where I would look for a difference in, in the special teams would be uh, certainly punt return. Uh, that that can change the complexion of a game. Uh, that can actually put uh, an offense in, in in a bind. That you know, if they if they get a punt inside the ten yard line, and therefore flips field position, right? So, I was coached a long time ago, and I was taught that the most important play in any football game is to punt. For that reason, you know, a turnover or or an offense uh, in in an in a, a precarious situation in terms of being backed up, and, and then a turnover that could be so critical. Uh, in, in the course of a football game. So I, I would watch the punt hmm. game uh, pretty closely. Uh, but, you know, these two teams are so well coached and uh, I don't I, I, I'm not anticipating mistakes uh, in, in that regard. I, I think these guys are going to be up for the task. Yeah. OK, I got a question here. It's more personal. <laughs> sure. Let's switch the gears a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. I was always, you know, I'm from 
Czech Republic from Europe. Mm-hmm. So the the coverage there of uh, NFL wasn't big when I was growing up, but when I came here, I fell in love completely with the NFL. My favorite sport outside of hockey. Uh, I was always wanted to ask because hockey is a very physical sport, and mm-hmm. you know now I'm 38 and I feel everything in the morning <laughs> get, getting up so i was wondering like your sport is extremely physical and people don't i don't think they understand how big the guys are on the field and how hard they hit you they want to go through you and they want to end you right so I'm, i was wondering like how do you feel now you had a long career in the nfl do you feel that do you feel all those hits like is it like during the season how many days after the game do you need to take off to kind of <laughs> rejuvenate or like yeah. get better like like I was always interested to to ask some NFLer about stuff like this well I'm, I'm 54 now and I feel like hot garbage <laughs> 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 because I mean you wake up and you're going through this right now you wake up and you're just miserable uh it, it used to take me maybe five minutes to hop out of bed now it's closer to 20 25 minutes uh, and I'm not hopping out of bed you know I'm mm. uh, I'm, I'm limping out of bed Any tough game or any physical game, uh, that's the price you pay, uh, and you know that it's a very physical game, and uh, we're, we're certainly trying to make the game uh, safer uh, if we can. I, I think in my day, you know, we, we didn't have the player safety initiatives like they have now, and uh, all bets were off. I mean, uh, it was incredible how physical the game was back then, but they they've kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Uh, one of the things watching the Knights play, the Golden Knights play out here, and, and certainly when I was in Colorado, the Avs, you know, I, I look at the size of the players on the ice, and I, I'm in awe. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you're talking about how how great you know football is and how physical. I think hockey is even more physical, and I I I, I like to say that they're linebackers on ice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, The linebacker position in, in National Football League is probably the best athletes on the on the field. Mm-hmm. But now you have those guys on ice, and it's incredible. And you guys have an advantage too because you can fight. Like, <laughs> we, we can't fight, man. We we can only yeah. hit. That would be scary though if you would start fighting. Like I saw some of the scrums. I'm like, I'm, as a as a referee, as a, yeah. I'm not getting in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys can drop gloves and get yeah. after it for a minute, right? Yeah. I mean. Uh, sometimes you, you wish you could do that, but uh, we legally can hit somebody as hard as we want to between the whistles. Once the whistle is blown and you're running to play, but um, no, it, it's the physical game uh, is something that you love. You have to embrace it mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully protect your body as much as you can. Certainly in the weight room and your diet. I mean, you have to pay attention to all that stuff. Mike Pritchard with us uh, on Sports 1440. I'm so glad that Laddie uh, brought up you know what that was like for you in your career and you were such a high dra- i think 13th overall that's correct uh, the, mm-hmm, the draft yeah correct. so 13th overall but when you went to atlanta and this is one of the questions i, I wanted to ask you you had a, uh, some great years in in the nfl uh the big year that you had was with atlanta and you had on the other side andre bad moon rising Uh, at receiver what was that uh, i guess to have the two of you i guess almost 2000 yards receiving between the two of you uh, that, yeah it was incredible yeah. I mean, we uh throw in michael haynes too yeah yeah and yeah so we we had uh, a, a, a trio of receivers that was as prolific as there was in the league at that point and i, I think the best trio uh in the league i mean you had the run and shoot as well in, in detroit and, and also in houston but uh they weren't as prolific as we were Uh, as, as you know, all three of us, but no, Andre Risen, uh, he, 
probably doesn't get the credit uh, he deserves on the field because of off the field, you know, mm-hmm. so many stories about him off the field. And um, I, I think that overshadows his production because at one point he was one of the better receivers in the national football league. And uh, it, I, I think, you know, the credit, maybe one day everybody will understand how great he was. Mm-hmm. I, I learned so much from Andre Risen, um as in terms of what it takes to play in the national football league. I, I knew how to get there. Um, but I didn't know what the league was about. Uh, but Andre kind of showed me that uh, it was a great example, uh, uh, you know, throughout the game and, and certainly the, the competitiveness and, and the attitude that you needed uh, to have your confidence at a sky high level. I mean, he was he was a great um, example of that for me. So I have a lot of respect for him. And hopefully one day he'll get that credit, which means mm-hmm. uh, he'll end up in a Pro Football Hall of Fame. How did the quarterback situation go for you that year? Because you had several guys kind of in and out of the lineup. Right, right. It was fluid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we had so many quarterbacks. Uh, uh, Chris Miller was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was our starter. But uh we actually drafted Brett Favre in 1991, wow. uh, the yeah, same wow. year that they drafted me. Right. I know. Yeah. And, and for whatever reason, um, he didn't get any opportunity, probably because, you know, when you have one quarterback like Chris Miller, who was a pro bowler, you're not really looking to uh, another quarterback to, to be better than him or take his place. But Brett showed everything to us that he was going to be great one oh, day uh, in his limited opportunities. But, they traded him away, but no, we, we had so many quarterbacks in my three years uh, in Atlanta. And uh, if you don't, if you have too many quarterbacks and you don't have one great, great quarterback, and, and that was what the Falcons found out back then. You know what, Mike, was that when Jerry Glanville would say uh, to, he'd pull everybody aside and he'd bring out Brett Favre and say, hey, watch this, some bitch throw the ball up to the upper deck here. <laughs> yeah, he used to do that um, yeah. in preseason because Brett had such a, a strong arm and, and, you know, Jerry, Jerry Glanville made football fun, but, yeah. but, you know, sometimes you wish the focus would have been a little bit different. And, and I found that out later on in my career uh, about what it takes to, to be consistent. Um, you know, having fun is one thing, yeah. but being consistent is another, right. Uh, but yeah, he would, he would make a spectacle of Brett and, and, you know, I think Brett went along with it because he didn't know any better, mm-hmm. but certainly as Brett matured, like I mentioned, and understands the league, then, uh, he focused uh, once he got to Green Bay and became a Hall of Famer. You know, really enjoyed this conversation. So much insight and good stories too, Me Mike. Too. Th- yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, uh, and then uh, you know the big game on Sunday. I'm sure you're going to be just uh, just swamped with uh, all the stuff that you got to do uh, with Visa and, and uh, every other radio show and things you got to do. So thanks for coming on, Mike. Uh, really, hey, appreciate thanks it. for the invite. I enjoyed it as well. And you guys enjoyed a big game coming up this weekend.